When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy damn Tuesday to you. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How is your day going? It's no longer Monday. Aren't we all glad about that? Uh, as you've been hearing uh, from the news department from Don Morgan, uh, Governor Abbott wants to uh, make it mandatory that if you're caught smuggling human beings in the state of Texas, it would be a mandatory five-year sentence. Uh, Mayorkas, uh, you're the current doofus who was running Homeland Security, I guess, paid a visit to El Paso. Not that that's going to do any good. Uh, let's see. Had about a thousand migrants uh, cross the border overnight between yesterday and today. Uh, border Patrol agents report to have about five thousand in custody right now. They're at capacity. They have no place for new migrants. Uh, we have a steady stream of folks uh, ca- crossing the border from Mexico into El Paso. Uh, and, uh, we have a whole lot of folks who are also kind of sitting and waiting for a few days for title 42 to go away. Uh, at which point we're, we're looking at over 500,000 a month, which means if, if, in my simple cave dwellers brain, it means about a million new folks every couple of months because we don't have a border. It's, it's gone. Um, I don't know what Mayorkas' visit's going to mean. <laughs> you know, the president's never been there. Kamala's never been there. And I know why they don't go down there. They, they don't, they don't, they, they don't want to see it with their own eyes because then they can't lie their asses off that it's not really going on and it's being overblown by mega Republicans and blah, blah, stinking blah. But baby, we, make no you know mistake about it. We're being freaking invaded. We are being invaded. We're we're hearing reports now, and Trey brought this up on Where and Rima that uh, we, you know Mexico is actively transporting people across the 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 length of Mexico to the border, and yet we're still giving them like what eighty billion dollars a year for some damn reason. Uh, it's an it's an invasion. It, it it truly is. And and at the base of it, 
Uh, first off, you know, you start adding a million people every couple of months, and no longer will you have a border, but entire towns are going to go away. You, we're, we're already seeing that with these towns along the river. They're, they're just going away, man. Just being overrun. Uh, I, I don't know what you do about it at this point. Uh, uh, by the time Republicans are maybe able to do something or by the time we maybe get a change in leadership in the Oval Office, uh, the the population dynamics of this country will have dramatically changed. And it's your government that is fostering this. It is your government that wants this. This is not accidental. Uh, this we, we do not have what is now known as the most dangerous border crossing on planet Earth because it just sort of happened because the Easter Bunny dropped it on us. Your government did this intentionally. And they started the first week Biden was in office by rolling back every Trump-era border policy they could. And then by saying, you get here, you get free medical care, you'll put your kids in school, we'll give you some cash, we'll get you a phone, we'll fast-track you to, to citizenship, man, eventually we'll give you the right to vote. And it's and and really, what it comes down to are are the votes that that the human wreckage that is following this, and I'm talking fentanyl, which is now showing up in liquid form, uh, fentanyl, which is killing hundreds of people every single stinking day in this in this country, mostly kids, yeah, which is coming through Mexico through China, being manufactured in China. Uh, you've got human slavery uh, coming across the border. You got people who are basically once they get here, they're put into slavery for the cartels in, in, in the major cities like Houston, where you you suddenly uh, owe them more money than what they told you you owed to get them across the border. And, and remember, nobody gets across the border without cartel help somehow. So you got people who are being sold into the, into the sex trade. Uh, trade people who are being uh, enslaved to work for the cartels for a number of years until they say, "Oh, you've paid off your debt." You you've got violence. Uh, you've got properties being destroyed along the border. It, it's 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 a nightmare, and it's all on freaking purpose. They are importing a third world country to turn us into a third world country. That's exactly what's going on. Because it is about votes, uh, but moreover, it's about tearing down the old America and replacing it with something different. I'd say something new, but it's not a new idea. It's fascism. Now, they can nice it up, and and I know a lot of hippies, uh, a lot of liberal hipsters uh, on campus like to call it socialism, but it's not socialism. This is fascism. This is about creating a fascist state. You look at this uh, this uh, savior of marriage bill or whatever the hell they're calling it, 
that allegedly uh, saved same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. I didn't know interracial marriage was under attack, but apparently it is. But really, and it ties into this, really what it does is it makes merely uttering the opinion that you disagree with same-sex marriage, you can now describe that as hate speech and possibly, you know, experience some punishment as a result. We are in a bad, weird place, man. And when 42 goes away, uh, you're going to see a flow of immigrants, of migrants, uh, invaders uh, across uh, the border, such as this country's never seen before, and, and I'm—I don't know where we come out on the other end. Uh, I, I got some polls here that Don Morgan was reporting as far as what people think is going on, and we'll talk about it uh, coming up later. Also, a Christmas faux pas. We'll talk about a Christmas faux pas and some other goofy crap as uh, as goofy crap pops into my head. But uh, uh, yeah, these are these are very strange and dark times. And I'm telling you, this border thing, it's ultimately going to end up changing who we are at just about every level. 210-599-50. And I'm not being xenophobic. I know that's the counter That's a counter argument, right? Well, I'm a racist. I just don't like the brown skins. I want the white man holding on to his institutions. I don't want to lose America to a bunch of Foreigners. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with pure numbers of people who are coming across. And what do you do with them? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Give me a call if you have any thoughts. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, talking about the uh, the border, or lack thereof, and now it's about to get much worse when uh, Title 42 goes away. Here's Adam. Adam, how you doing? I feel blessed, Sean. Thank you. Uh, you know, Sean, it's not racist to, want, uh, to have a, a secure border. That's just more... Same old song and dance. If you don't think like a liberal worm, you're a racist. But you know, Sean, I have relatives in El- I have relatives in El Paso, which is half the population of San Antonio, and they're being smothered, invaded by these illegals. They're dropping them off downtown. And Sean, they're not asylum seekers. Only about five percent of people that come to the border actually qualify for asylum. You know, like you said, you know, crazy Uncle Joe doesn't want to see uh, you know the c- catastrophe he's created. You know. I think that idiot, you know, I think constitutionally he, he's immune, but if anybody should be charged with human smuggling, it's, it's that uh, crazy Uncle Joe, Joe and uh, that other moron, <laughs> yeah, and Harris. Thanks, Sean. I agree, man. <laughs> he is the world's biggest human trafficker, if you think about it, Joe Biden. Uh, 210-599-5555. I'm also uh, kind of trannied out. I'm, I, I know I say that a lot, but, man. It's just too much. I, 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 more and more, I think a lot of people are going trans just because it's cool, and uh, and maybe they don't think that they're interesting enough as people, so they got to go trans. I'm talking about grown ass adults. What's going on with kids is sick. Putting kids through this is just sick. What's wrong with you people? But as a grown ass adult, do whatever you want. You want to live as a dude? That's fine. You want to live as a chick? That's fine. 
but but this business that that we've arrived at where i the rest of us have some kind of intellectual responsibility to actually believe you are what you claim to be is is getting preposterous I'll go back to the phones here in a second, but Cambridge Dictionary. The Cambridge Dictionary has now altered their definitions of the words man and woman. All right? And then we'll, talk, we'll take some calls after this. The definition of a woman, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, is now an adult who lives and identifies as female though they may have been said to have have a have a different sex at birth uh a man is now defined in the cambridge uh, dictionary as an adult who lives and identifies as male though they may have been said to have had a different sex at birth oh just stop it man i'm so sick of it all I identify as a bitter old man. Here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? Right, my. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right. So, so on that subject, you know, they follow the science real well when it, you know, really fits their their narrative. But any other time, they're out of their minds. Yeah, I agree. Going back to our going back to our non-existent border. Okay, two hundred and forty-five years or so ago, we had a very similar situation with that we might want to pursue that same avenue of redress because our government no longer represents the taxpayers. So I don't acknowledge them as my government. You said it several times a little while ago. Your government, your government, they're not my government. Right. Well, the Constitution is what I follow. Right. Not the government. Well, they, they appear to be our greatest enemy right now, in my opinion. <laughs> Our government. That's not. Just look around you. Yeah. Look at the border. A million people every two months. Yeah. Really? Every two. If it's five hundred and fifty thousand every uh, every month, uh, once this Title Forty Two goes away, then yeah, a little over a million a month every two months. That's insane. And how do you monetarily support that? I. I mean, if beats me. That many people, the population, the taxes, the the people that pay the taxes aren't increasing by a million and a half people right. every two months, okay? So somewhere the thing's going to come apart. Well, and, and then we'll be the third world country that they so want us to, to be. That's really, and that, thanks for the call, man. Uh, here's uh, Joe. Joe, how are you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? Pretty good, so man. I am a member of one of the components of the Army, and I'm going to tell you about my transgender brief that I've had twice so far. Mm. And this is something that, that hasn't been brought to light yet. And this is the direction the Army's going. One, you have to be under the care of a military medical provider for the length of your transition. They have to sign off on it. Two, you haven't fully transitioned until they make a change in the personnel tracking system from M to F or F to M. Okay? Once that's done, you can now move to the other barracks. So if you were a man transitioning to a, a woman, you can now go stay in the female barracks, shower with the females, Vice versa, if it's a female transitioning to the man. Ah. Now, here's where the problem comes in. Here's where the problem comes in. Reassignment surgery is not required. Let that sink in. So you could just claim, I could just say, I'm I'm a woman now, and I got a doctor in the military to sign on to that. 
and go through the treatments, go go through the the treatments hormone but I, hormone right. treatments, but I don't have to have anything physically altered, and I can go start jumping in the shower with the girls. Correct. Let that sink in. <laughs> oh, my God. And China and all the bad guys around the world are watching this stuff, just licking their chops, man. How yes, do you, sir, they are. How do you feel like, as a member of the military, how does this make you feel? So, as a member of the military, and, and that's why I, I had to use a different name, because I don't agree with transgenderism. I'm Judeo-Christian. I don't believe that God makes mistakes. That's my personal belief. Right. As someone that has soldiers under me, I have to now come up with ways to adequately be fair across the board. So what do you do in those situations? That's a good question. I have I've heard no idea. Suggest, I've heard some people suggest that, okay, our showers, our shower time is now going to be sign-ups and everybody gets their own 20-minute uh, stint that they have to sign up for and nobody else is allowed in the showers. Okay, that's fair across the board. Otherwise, what do you do? So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's it's hard for people because there's some people that have religious or moral issues with it. But now you're told, no, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to uh, adhere to those. Your issues uh, don't matter because these trans issues trump everything else. Oh my God, I I, I gotta run, man. Thank you for your service, and I'm yep. so sorry you're going through this. Thank you. It really is a shame, man. We'll talk some more on the other side of the break. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Joe Biden just delivered comments on the economy. His, his economic plan is working. Just the dots. Basic takeaway. His economic plan is working. Even if it's not, it's it's working. <laughs> so you just go with that, all right, man? 210-599-5555. Let's talk to Les real quick, and then I got some thoughts on the end of the world. Uh, it's Les, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Uh, give yourself a huge favor and go to Google. Uh, uh, googlechick.com and uh, look at the story of Father, the former priest, Father Alberto Rivera, who's intelligence officer in the Vatican. He'll give you the lowdown on uh, everything that's happening with the border, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, okay. It's a Vatican. It's, it's a Catholic thing, man. I'm telling you. it's. I, I don't hate Catholics. I'm sort of Catholic-y. It's okay. Well, I was raised Catholic, but uh, it's, uh, the Vatican is behind it. Jesuits, Illuminati trained men, they're uh, super geniuses. They're pulling this off with the economy also the vatican is behind the border surge absolutely absolutely just read it just read it two bucks it won't kill you uh but in a nutshell why would the vatican want uh uh, this to happen to america they want to catholicize our country these people are roman catholic primarily 99 percent of you know and uh it's it's uh you read the the whole story and it'll make sense to you you'll understand everything trust me all right man I'll, i'll check it out i'll check it out well, it worked in my life, uh, James. My 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 world is predominantly Catholic. <laughs> so I got the website. Right, did you look it up? Chick Publications. Yeah. Chick.com. Yeah. I was afraid it was not going to be work well, friendly. Well, we don't, we don't want HR like, hey, look at, look at the chicks online. No, there's a lot of stuff on here. 
on about, this about website. Catholic conspiracies and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, maybe a little later on I'll check it out. <laughs> You're not reading this today. Well, we'll see. Later on, I'll check it out, man. I, every time somebody suggests a website on the air, I always immediately check it out. So I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. I, I do want to talk about, Don Morgan uh, was reporting on this earlier, and Trey and I got into a heavy conversation about this. Uh, and it has to do with the end times. Uh, Pew Research. And don't you just love saying pew? Pew, pew. Sounds like a Star Wars laser beam, doesn't it? I'm sorry. But uh, they're fairly uh, solid. They're pew. Uh, and uh, they have done a study uh, here in the United States of America, which says 39% of adults, 39% believe that we are, quote, living in the end times. 58% say we do not. they do not believe we are living in the end times. Uh, let's see, Christians, 47% say we are living in the end times. Uh, African-Americans and evangelical folks, 76% for blacks, 63% for evangelical Protestant traditions. 49% of Christians say we are not living in the end times, including 70, 70% of Catholics and 65% of mainline Protestants. So basically more Protestants are saying that we are in the end times than are saying Catholics. It's 55% to 27%. Let's see, about 3 in 10 or fewer people from non-Christian religions, 29%, and those with no religious affiliations, 23% say we are living in the end times. Uh, Let's see... uh, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, and other smaller non-Christian religious groups are included in the... <laughs> I sneezed. Did I get anything on you? Whew. Uh, sorry about that. Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, and other smaller non-Christian religious groups are included in this survey. And represented in the uh, other religions category. But there were not enough respondents in these groups to analyze them. Racially, black Americans are more likely than Hispanic Americans, white Americans, and Asian Americans to believe we're in the end times. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Folks who live in the southern states are more likely to say that we are living in the end times than those living in the Midwest and the Northeast. What do you think? Do you think we're there as far as the end times as described in the book of Revelation, as authored uh, at least initially by John of Patmos, while he was imprisoned, uh, said that this came to him in a dream, in a, in a series of visions, that at some point uh, the Antichrist uh, will appear, all kinds of nasty stuff will happen, uh, people of faith will have to be numbered or marked in some regard. Uh, there'll be uh, we- really weird uh, meteorological events, lots of war. Pregnant chicks will be gnashing their teeth all over the place. And uh, it's seven horsemen of the apocalypse and all that stuff. And then Jesus eventually returns 
and uh, uh, brings uh, an everlasting peace to the earth. Yeah, it's it in a nutshell. I I, I um. I answered correctly. Uh, Trey asked me directly, do I think we're living in the end times? And I, I said, I believe I don't know. And, and that's precisely where I am. There have been other times in human history where people thought we were there at the beginning of World War One, beginning of World War Two. Excuse me. Uh, there have been plenty of times uh, w- when times were bad and people ascribe that to mean uh, signs and portents towards the end times. I, 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 you certainly could take what's going on right now, and if you're conversant enough in in, in Revelation scripture, you could line up a, a lot of dots right now. If you wanted to make an argument for us living in the end times, and I believe probably you could line up more dots now than at any other time in history. For me, and this is what cheeses some people off as far as me, I don't think about the end times. I, I don't think about end times theology. Uh, I know it. I've read it. I'm going through my third or fourth time through the entire Bible right now. I'm, I'm just finished the book of Acts coming up on. I'm now in the book of Romans. I'll make my way to Revelation, marking up a new Bible, which means going through a lot of highlighters. And I and one thing you find once you get out of the four gospels that I've discovered is that you you really spend less time on the teachings of Christ than you do on basically the formation of the church and how that all came about uh, and how the the faith moved now into the Roman culture and what Paul had to say to those folks because man did they like to party. Uh, so I've, I've always said I'm gospel centric and I, I still am. I, I focus on the teachings more than anything else. Again, you don't find a lot of reference to the actual teachings of Christ once you get out of the four gospels. Um, and so for me, a lot of however much time I have on this planet my focus is getting my head screwed on straight. My uh, The guy looking back at me in the mirror is my primary concern as far as what I need to work on. And Trey brought up a responsibility to evangelize and to create more disciples, and 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 uh, I, I that is a part of Scripture uh, for me. That's probably more about doing my radio show and writing my books and spending uh, as much time as humanly possible talking about everything I did wrong. Because I think telling people what I did wrong and telling people where I screwed up and what that meant for me and how I evolved beyond that, well, that's that's how I evangelize. Uh, so I'm not really offering you a lot of (laughs) insight here other than to tell you how I'm dealing with this whole end times theology stuff going on right now. Are things bad? Yes. Could they be end times bad? Sure. If it is, is there much you can do about it? Nah. (laughs) You know, again, 
for me, always go back to the teachings of Christ. That's the teachings of Christ are what's applicable. Okay, I can take what he taught and do use that in my daily life in some regard. Not only in how I try to improve myself as a Christian, but in how I relate through my testimony to other Christians. As far as the Antichrist and, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out, yeah. But I also look at it this way, and this cheeses people off too, uh, in that a lot of us, I, I think there's also a kind of arrogance that comes with faith in that, well, we're the ones who are right. Jesus is going to come back and kick everybody's ass, and it's all going to be good, uh, and, and we're on the right team, uh, you know, and I, I just, I don't focus on a lot of that stuff. I, I, re- I really don't. I focus on what Jesus taught that I can use in my life right now, and uh, the rest of the world's going to have to figure it out on their own, to be honest with you. Got to take a break. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Coming up, should you be able to sue the producers of video games because your kid is addicted to video games? We'll talk about that. Very briefly, Jake, how are you? Fine. How are you today, Sean? Pretty good, man. Not a lot of time. What are you thinking? Well, real quick, talking about end times, kind of like you, I don't really think about it. Uh, more concerned with my own end times than the whole world, but you mentioning it today kind of brings it around. Right. I definitely think we're getting in that closer, getting closer. There's a few physical things that have to happen first, but I can tell you one sign if you see will definitely tell us that we're about theirs. If they go to this one world currency they're talking right. about, right? That's I think. Is your I, first big clue. Well, I, and I hope we're not there. I hope that's not what's going on. Again, and I appreciate the call. It's not something I spend a lot of time thinking about anyway. I think we're living in a moment of big history where there's a lot of stuff going on in the human race, and one way or the other, we are all going to be different on the other side of this. Whether it's of biblical proportions, again, I, I don't know. <laughs> And I'm not going to pretend that I that I do know because I've, I've had the faintest idea. I don't know. And I've read the book of Revelation several times through. Uh, again, I, I look at it from, i got to get myself in order. If I get my dumb ass in order, then I'll be all right. Does that make sense? We'll be right back on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back for another full hour with me sitting on my duff and running my mouth. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Taking your calls. Trying to see what you're thinking about stuff. I This came up on Where and Rima. Uh, in that we have a group of parents who are uh, suing Epic Games, claiming that their Fortnite video game is addicting their children. 
Lawsuit was brought uh, in Quebec Senior uh, Superior Court and alleges the company intentionally created the extremely popular game to be, quote, highly addictive. This according to the New York Post. Parents are saying their kids uh, are not eating, they're not drinking, they're not taking, they're not bathing. Uh, Good Morning America is reporting that the online game Fortnite itself has over 250 million registered users around the globe. Uh, I'm reading from from the uh, Breitbart article, a Boston mother named Deanna described her son's reactions to the game, stating they were coming home from school and they didn't want to go outside and play basketball. They didn't want to go and physically hang out with their friends. Uh, A judge has ruled that the lawsuit is not frivolous or manifestly ill-founded. The court has ruled there is a serious issue to be argued supported by sufficient specific allegations as to the existence of risks or even dangers arising from the use of Fortnite. Uh, let me just read you a little bit more of this, and we'll talk about it. Uh, the Pleasure Center, this is from um, uh, Karen, an organization that helps people recovering from addiction and substance abuse. The Pleasure Center of our brain is activated when we win, and the reward from the increased dopamine makes us want to do more, but if we win so often that it becomes a sure thing, then our brain can become bored. You can't eat key lime pie four times a day. This is directly from Breitbart, or from this uh, Karen group, as quoted by Breitbart. For this reason, the games are designed so that you win only once in a while. Part of the joy of playing is the anticipation of winning, and each loss is just a goad to try for another win. And your brain, our brain, chases the rush of dopamine we receive from the next virtual win. That's from Karen, an organization that helps people recover, I assume, from video game addiction. (laughs) Um, Probably got a fair amount of people who listen to me that play video games. Uh, Just so you know, from my perspective, I hate them. I've never had any desire to play video games. Uh, I, when the Atari thing happened when I was a kid, did completely, I was completely disinterested. Um, I find (laughs) some video games to be frankly stressful and no fun at all. Uh, when I was a kid, or in middle school, we used to go to the arcade back when we had arcades. And that was a social thing. I mean, I, I played some video games, but largely I was there to, like, hang out with my friends and meet young girls. You know, I was in middle school, 6th, 7th grade at that time. And so it was more of a social thing. I, I've, I've known people, though, my age. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think the gaming thing is... is Predominantly a young person thing. I know people my age that can't stop playing these damn things. And I'm 55. I think they are an addiction. <clears throat> I, I have gamers in my life. And I, I, I think it is especially true of, of younger people, certainly because they've grown up on this stuff, in that they they constantly need to be doing something. And by that I mean they constantly need to be playing a video game or they constantly need to be playing a video game on their phone. 
for people that I know who are into the video gaming thing, it is their primary activity. As an alcoholic, uh, their primary activity would be drinking, yes. If you're an addict, a drug addict, your primary activity in life is getting the drug or being high on the drug. So, too, are video game addicts. It's it's the centerpiece of their life. And I, I think we need to start catching up to the idea that it truly is an addiction. Now, w- whether or not suing video game companies is going to do any good, no. I, y- 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 we don't sue the manufacturers of liquor because some people become alcoholics and, and break the law or, or have bad things happen to them. We don't sue liquor companies. Just like we don't sue fast, uh, people have tried this, but you don't sue fat food places because you can't stop eating fat f- fast food, or because you eat too much in an unhealthy way. Um, I I, I think the only reason because I, I the, the the video game thing I don't get, um, it I I feel bad for people who spend a lot of time playing video games, and I'll tell you why because they're not really living their life. Just like if you're if you're drunk 90% of the time, you're not really living your life. If you're messed up on your ju- drug of choice every day of your life, you are not really living and experiencing your life. So too, if you are sitting in a room, staring at a TV set, playing video games for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours, you are also not actually living your life. You're not experiencing your life. You're experiencing something else. And uh, if it's not true now, I'm sure there are recovery groups for people who play, obsessively play play video games. Because I, I, as somebody who knows a bit about addiction, uh, it's all there. I mean, I I see it with my own eyes. It it is an addiction. And again, I, I don't see it as being uh, something that's only true of young people, although I think it's more intense in young people because they don't know a world without these damn things. And it, it's sad when you have a generation that really doesn't know what to do when there's nothing on. Like when, when if the video game's turned off, if if the Wi-Fi goes off, and the phones shut down, there there are people who just, they don't know what to do. <laughs> they, they just really don't know what to do in that situation. Because I know people that can't walk from the car to the restaurant without looking at their phones and, and, play, and continuing to play a game. Um, I, I think it, it also doesn't help that we have an educational system that does not encourage critical thinking or intellectual curiosity, like reading books and stuff. You know, video games, uh, like a lot of stuff online, like social media itself, provides an immediate gratification, an immediate flow of dopamine. All the pleasure centers light up. And that's why I do believe it is an addiction, the playing of the video games. Uh, and I, but uh, again, I, I don't believe that suing the people who make the damn things is, is the way to go. I think a lot of it comes down to early parenting and, uh, frankly, my generation of parents, uh, 
<laughs> Generation X. We were we were like sort of the first buddy parenting generation. You know what I mean? Like, hey, bud, what's going on, buddy? But let me be your buddy. You want to play video games? Sure. Instead of hey, put that crap down and go read a book. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let me let me know what you're thinking. Take some calls. Are video games an addiction? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA at FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Some parents want to sue. Uh, the folks who make Fortnite say it's addicting their kids. Uh, or is playing uh, video games an addiction? Let's go to Joshua. Joshua, how you doing? Good morning, sir. Doing good, and you? Pretty good, pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Uh, well, I'm going to just go off of what my parents did when I was growing up, and if I have kids, I'll do the same. You get an hour after you've gone, like when you come home from school, do your homework, you get an hour on it, then you have to go outside. He kicked me outside. Wow. On the weekends, on the weekends they kicked me outside, and like after breakfast, I'm allowed to come in only if I had to use the restroom and only to eat, and we got one hour a day, maybe two on the weekends to play, and after that it was outside again. And I don't think a, a lot of people work. aren't. A lot of people aren't doing that, though. I don't think a lot of people aren't 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 engaging in that style of parenting these days. Well, uh, we need to get back to that style of parenting if we want to, you know, have a generation that's not going to be completely connected to, you know. And now we got the metaverse stuff and all this other stuff coming out. You have to be restrictive on it so that they don't get addicted at an early age. I agree. And they learn how to, you know, they learn how to, like, to me, because one of my philosophies in life with my business is everything in moderation, because I'm a wellness guy. Right. And so it's like, you know, everything can be bad for you if you if you take too much of it. Oh, I agree. You know, so that's the way I was raised, and that's the way I'm going to raise my kids is everything in moderation, you know. Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. Glad to hear it. I didn't have to, I didn't have to worry about it too much with with my daughter because she's she was never huge into video games. Uh, one thing her mom and I managed to pull off was she's a she's a bookworm. She loves reading books, so I'm fine with her having a book reading addiction. <laughs> I can roll with that. But the video games, I just I just never got it. Here's Rod. Rod, how you doing? Rod. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. How you doing? Okay, sorry, I'm Roz. Oh, Roz, Roz. That's a cool name. What are you thinking, Roz? <laughs> okay, well, okay. I'm, I'm kind of nervous now that you've answered. I just wanted to, and thank you for uh, listening. I just wanted to say I don't agree that it's uh, the video game's fault. I agree. I 100% as a parent feel like it's the parent's um, responsibility to maintain, you know, my daughter's a bookworm, too, Right. And that's probably because I read to them, both my kids, all the time. I'm old, so we didn't have video games when we were kids. Right. My kids didn't have video games available to them. I just didn't make all that stuff available until maybe they got a Wii when they were in high school, and they were like, what happened to our mother? Where, what have you done with her? But I, <laughs> I, I, I love this video game. He plays the little, you know, he had the little, he got the Switch when he was older, and He's very excited about it. He still plays video games a lot, but it is, I do believe it's an addiction. However, I do believe that blaming the, the, the Fortnite or whatever, um, 
But taking the schools, it's not that the schools aren't teaching critical thinking and all of that. I work at a school occasionally that um, I'm a sub that does only critical thinking and all of that kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter if the kid goes home and is immediately dumped in front right. of the player game. Right. And like the previous caller said, it really makes a difference if the parents are active in it. But the norm now, when I go to a doctor's office and I see a mom without a diaper bag full of toys and books and games and interacting with their child, and they say, here's the phone. Right, right. And in the grocery store, here's the iPad. or here's, You're starting them on being addicted to a screen. I I, I, I agree. I think because yeah, I agree. I, I think really ultimately it's the parents' you know responsibility to get your kid away from the freaking games. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, it really is. If you're if you're parenting via video games, uh, yeah. you know it it it, it, it does be, it does become an addiction. I I believe. And it's it's letting your child sit and watch unboxing videos when they're tiny. You know, when they're three years old, watching unboxing of Happy Meal toys. I mean, I've seen it all. And I'm thinking, they're not even playing video games. They're just on a, a screen. Right. You know, mm. they're watching things happen. They're not making things happen. They're watching things right. happen. And the norm, like I said, I, I'm trying to be quick. The norm, like I said, is that parents, that's how they were raised. You know, I'm old now. So a lot of the parents now, you know, I could be a grandmother, they... They were raised that way, so they don't know any difference. That's, that's sad because I, I was—I mean, I—I I was a big TV. I, yeah, admittedly, I appreciate the call, Roz. I, I got to go, but I, I watched a lot of TV growing up, certainly. But I also read a lot of books. My father was big on encouraging me to read, encouraging my brothers to read, and I spent a lot of time outside. I wasn't very athletic, but I had a little gang of guys that we ran around on our huffy bikes. <laughs> You know, we'd roll around town on our huffy bikes, and we 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 had an empty lot next to my house, and we used to set up like a little campsite there, and you know, we we did stuff out out of doors, and and you didn't really worry about going home until it started to get dark. So I had a nice mix of solitary time, you know, because I, I was very much younger than my brothers, uh, but I also was out and about, and I was social. I just personally never got the video games. I don't understand them. I don't know what the enjoyment is about them. I'm getting dirty looks from from both Mr. Pledger and and do you guys play video games? You, are you guys No. You don't play video games. I've never heard you talk about video games. I was in the girls. You were in the girls. See, that's me too. Girls were a much more interesting pursuit than 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 video games. Better dopamine hits too. Yeah, damn right. You're damn right. <laughs> a little expensive on occasion. <laughs> yeah, you choose your battles. Choose your battles. But Fortnite's I, not cheap. Those games are expensive, too. Are they really? I, I have no idea. I've never bought one in my life. I have no idea. Do you know what? And i and I, I got to take a break. You know what, what bugs me about the whole video game thing, especially with young people? And I guess it's because I'm at the age now, I'm going to sound so old farty, but I'm in my mid-50s now to where I'm starting to look back on my life and remember fond things, or, oh, that was a cool time, or you know, or, or I'm on that pl- place where I'm like, wow, I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have taken the time when I was younger to do this. 
And if 90% of the time you're playing video games when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 50s, what the hell are you going to look back on? Wow, that was a really great night on Fortnite. (laughs) Remember that night on Fortnite when I kicked ass? You know that that that's what I mean. You're not really living your life, man. You're 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 living a, a fake life. But maybe that's where it's all going anyway. Eventually, we'll all be sitting in our little matrix eggs, you know, with the cable shoved into the back of our neck, living our virtual lives. Two one zero five. You'd never have to get off the couch again. I'd never have to get off the couch again. I could just lie there like a lump yeah. and exist and live my existence. It'd be a perfect world for you. Maybe. Yeah. Go down the Circle K in my mind whenever I want to. As <laughs> long as I got enough crypto cash, I can buy whatever the hell I want. Yeah, perfect. Maybe I've got my whole uh, opinion on this wrong. Two ones. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's not a bad thing after all. <laughs> I could live my life and never get off the couch. Woohoo! Two ones. <laughs> That'll be a guidance counselor like t- 30 years from now. <laughs> Check out this. Check out the gamer life. Okay, you can. You don't ever have to get off your couch. Right. Anywhere, Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk Five Fifty KTSA FM One Zero Seven One. I'm Sean. Hi. It's ten thirty nine. And uh, on a Tuesday, and we're getting closer to Christmas. And I got a, uh, I got a story for you that's just kind of interesting. We brought this up on Wear and Rima, but uh, you know, it's it's about uh, a Christmas faux pas, if you will. And uh, before, actually, but let me talk to David. David has been on hold for a while. Then we'll talk about Christmas. David, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, Sean? Pretty I good, man. One question, one question for you. What will you do for a cheese? What will you do for a cheese? What what's this? What will you do for a cheese? What would I do for a cheese it? A cheese it. You saw my video with my cat, huh? Yes, I did. I thought that was hilarious. That's <laughs> all. I wouldn't have think Now I gotta explain that. Yeah, I told you guys that my weekend was so thrilling yesterday that I, I watched a cat documentary. We have six cats. My favorite cat is the oldest cat named Loki. Loki is is my cat. Loki and I hang out, man. Loki's got my back. Loki's cool, okay? And I discovered that Loki is like a heroin addict when it comes to Cheez-Its. He just loves freaking Cheez-Its, man. You got to crush him up for him, though. You crush up the Cheez-Its for him. And my man Loki goes to town. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I learned it from watching you eat Cheez-Its. I regret that first Cheez-It I ever ate. <laughs> Cheez-Its have ruined my life. Thanks, Sean. And you got your cat hooked on stack crackers. I actually went, we were at the Dollar Tree, <laughs> or wherever we were at, and I actually bought a specific bag of Cheez-Its for Loki. Oh, I even wrote on the bag, Loki with my charpy, mm-hmm. so that nobody else would eat the, would eat Loki's Cheez-Its. So none of the other cats enjoy them. Like no, that. they're not allowed to have have Loki's right. Cheez-Its. Those are for my Loki. It's my Loki likes his Cheez-Its. Well, what happened to your relationship with Jarvis? 
Jarvis hates my guts. He doesn't want anything to do with me. I told Jarvis to bite him the other day. Yeah. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> that picture you had of Jarvis and his mouth was open, and I was like, establish dominance. Bite him. <laughs> and I said, I'm talking to the cat. <laughs> the cats have already established dominion over my existence, okay? Right. But Loki at least loves me. Mm-hmm. And so every night when I lay down to watch the news before I go to sleep or chance to dream, I pull out the bag of Cheez-Its for Loki, and I, I reward his long day of service to me. I reward his friendship with a couple of Cheez-Its. And he just, if he could snort Cheez-Its, he would. If I could crush them into a powder and line them up, I bet you that cat would snort Cheez-Its. Get him a little cat Coke straw. Now, if you're under the age of 24, do not try snorting Cheez-Its for a TikTok video, okay? No. It's strictly for cats. All right? Strictly for cats. Don't be a cat, okay? We know we know I got you guys like sucking down Tide Pods, okay? Don't don't start snorting Cheez-Its because your old weird Uncle Sean was talking about feeding Cheez-Its to his cat. But damn, I get that cat to do anything for a damn Cheez-It. Um, <laughs> All of a sudden, ENT specialists around the country reporting an influx of orange nostrils. And nobody can understand why until they trace it back to you, encouraging your cat to snort cheese. We've Cheez-Its. noticed uh, the head of the Cheese It ring is apparently a local broadcaster who has been encouraging young people to snort Cheese It powder, even though no discernible high or buzz comes from the act, other than a lot of sneezing. So don't snort Cheez-Its. There's my good, <laughs> good deed for the day. And unless you get a high of making a fool of yourself, don't snort Cheez-Its. Catnip doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> Put a freaking cheese nut, cheese it in front of that cat, and he just goes nuts. Um, what? I didn't even know. My wife, gave, my wife told me she's been giving him Cheez-Its for years. It's her right. fault. At, at first, Siri is like. Where'd all the cheeses go? And then she saw the cat with orange all over its whiskers. It was me, man. It was me, man. Over in the corner, shaking. Well, you know how we found out is that my stepson had a uh, had a bag of Cheez-Its in his room. Right. And he went to sleep one night, and he wakes up, and the bag of Cheez-Its is on the ground, and it's empty. And just like you described, Loki was the only cat that had, like, orange powder all over his face. Giveaway. He has a cheese it problem, man. Do so they have twelve step programs for people who are for cats who are addicted to cheese its? You're enabling. <laughs> but you're gonna have to wean him off. You know, go move on to some saltines. I'd like to admit that I am powerless Gold. over cheese its. Goldfish, maybe. Yeah, you know. See, now that makes sense. Taper him down right. in a sense. Yeah. Get him, get him in, until he's just doing like. You uh, don't want him to quit cold turkey. No, because then he'll freak that, out. You know, then you'll have a, nothing worse. Than claw my eyes a out. Cat going cold turkey. Where are the, the cheeses, man? Where are the cheeses? I need. A, I just need one, man. I just need one, or I'll kill you. I'll kill you for a cheese it. He starts lurking around the neighborhood, <laughs> looking for cheese it sellers. Hey, man, you got some cheeses, man. Come on, man. I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting. I need some Cheez-Its. Hey, I'll trade you some uh, Cheez-Its for this laser pointer I have. I got a laser pointer, man. Mess with your head all night long. All I want is three Cheez-Its for it. I toss in some catnip, too. I got me some grade A H-E-B catnip for you. 
and a laser pointer. All oh, I want is some cheese. It's man. I'm hurting, man. All right. Uh, 2105. Yeah, I couldn't help but notice you get some cheese. It's over there. <laughs> you know, lick your fingers if that's okay. Just need a fix. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it tonight. I'm just going to dip my finger in some Cheez-It powder and see if he licks my fingers. <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm not playing video games, am I? Am I, no. Mr. Man? I'm not sitting there playing video games for hours and hours and hours and hours, aren't I? You've created your own virtual I'm doing reality. something productive, okay? I'm getting my cat hooked on Cheez-Its. Okay, it's not like I'm giving him a shot of heroin. They're just little snacks. He's performing a service to humanity. No, he's not, but, you know. No, you are. Oh, I am. Yeah. Well, maybe. All right, so I'll tell you about my stupid Christmas story when we get back and see how you feel about that. <laughs> how many people are now going to start feeding Cheez-Its to their cats because of this show? It's all my fault. 210-599-5555. People start taking their cats into the vets. His sodium levels are off the charts. What has changed? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Put the cheeses down. Put them down. Uh, the phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And uh, I, I want to tell you this story just very quickly uh, in the tail end of the show here. We brought this up on Where and Rima, and it's like one of those dude, what were you thinking stories. Uh, it comes to us from Reddit, so we don't know who any of these people are. But uh, we have a a mixed family. We got a, a manga and a woman. They are married. They've been married for about three years, and they both have kids. So there's a stepkid. There's a stepson. Dude's mom has a tradition uh, of having everybody over for dinner, and she puts up customized stockings uh, for all the little chillins uh, who are going to be in attendance. Although she has a problem with stepkid stocking. Um, she doesn't feel comfortable because he's only been in the family for three years, I guess. And uh, mom didn't feel comfortable about putting uh, making uh, a stocking and putting it up for the stepkid, who I believe is nine. And uh, the kid's mom is really upset. Uh, the dude's mom is is upset. It's a big to-do. Now, if you're the dude, who do you side with? <laughs> if you're married to somebody and they're saying, you know what, if, uh, if, if, if my kid can't have a stocking on the mantle there with all the other kids, Then, then, then I don't want to go. Uh, unfortunately, the dude makes the opposite decision and sides with the mom. And says, you know what, uh, y- you know, y- you guys don't have to come. You know, my, I'm, I'm, my mom is right. You know, she doesn't want to put the stocking up. And, and now the couple is not speaking to each other. Dude. 
Never. I mean, I know you love your mom. We all love our moms. But baby, once you get married. <laughs> right, James Don? John, Don James? Well, it's a second marriage. Once you get married, you you, you got to go with the wife, man. If you want to stay with the wife. If you want to stay with the wife. Boom. There's his excuse. There's his out. If you don't like your wife and you want out, there's a diff- that that's a different story. That's just the other side of the coin, yeah, I maybe, see. Maybe that was his plan the whole time. What was to was was hoping to, for the, the, yeah. the stocking gate would uh, would break up his marriage finally? Yeah, maybe that's what he's aiming for. What did he, he say to a marriage counselor? It was over the stocking? Yeah. Mom was in collusion. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, man, you, you, you go with the wife, man. Yes, if you want to stay married. If you want to stay married, you <laughs> yes. go with the wife. You want to sleep in your bed? Yes. You want to, if you want to, yeah. And if you, if your wife is Hispanic and you don't want to get stuck, you know, you, 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 <laughs> no. you also go with the, with the, with the wife. I'm oh, just, I'm man. not saying my wife would pull a blade on me, but uh, you know, I'm saying she would. Well, maybe she would. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible. Plausible. I'm just right. saying, you go with your spouse. You don't go with mom in a situation like that. I mean, I've seen the look in Syria's eyes from time to time when she gets a little upset with something <laughs> you said or done, and it scares me. And I have no reason to be afraid. It is very scary. She has a very scary look when she's up. So when she's pissed off, yeah. Whenever I see it, I'm like, I'm glad Rama's getting his ass kicked. And so I, I go with the wife. I, I don't. Right. I wouldn't. You know. But even in normal circumstances, not that I'm not in normal circumstances, the dude made a bad call. Right. Can we all admit the you dude know, made a bad call? And, and let's leave them out of it for a minute. And let's think of the, the kid. The kid, He's all right. nine years oh, old. Oh, God, you know. And, it's you know, they've been together for three years, so he's, you know, he's been around this kid since, you know, the child was five, six years old or whatever. Right. Been watching him grow up. And now this, come on. Well, and after three years, I mean, we all know you, you and I. Blended families are interesting at very fur at the in the in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It takes everybody a little getting used to, right? But in short order, if you're in a serious marriage, you you it, for me anyway, they stop being steps at some point, right? They're not. They're just my kids. You know, they're our kids, and uh, so I can't imagine what the little kids going through watching this all unfold. Between grandma, you know, his new grandma and uh, and his mom. So I, I bet she was upset at him. I, I bet they weren't talking for a little while. Well, this You is, took mama's side, man. You took mama's side. This is going to make for an awkward Hallmark movie. <laughs> now, now you're talking. I'd watch this one. Another edition of Christmas on Culebra. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I burn her mantle down before we put anybody else's damn sock on there. My little man's sock's gonna be on that mantle, or they ain't gonna be no damn mantle. I think you know what I'm talking about. I burn it to the ground. I burn that. I burn that house to the ground if my little man's sock ain't hanging up there. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't nobody having no damn Christmas if my little man's sock ain't on that mantle. Pop, 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 pop. That's all I'm saying. Mama have to go down to that resource center and get her Christmas. Yeah, stockings won't be the I'll only burn one. burn house down. What's that? Stockings won't be the only thing hung by the chimney with care. <laughs> yeah, you would. You, oh man, you want to talk about a fight? <laughs> if you're the son of of a Hispanic chick and you marry a Hispanic chick, and then the mom Hispanic chick doesn't want to hang baby mama's kid's stocking on the mantle. Oh man.
It's just a bad They'd be taking off their earrings. Mama could be 90 years of age. They'd be taking off their earrings and, and rings and stuff. Hold these for me. Oh, no, you didn't. I'm not being racist. Um, anyway, 21059. <laughs> well, can we be honest? There, there ain't nothing, nothing well, worse you know, why, why than a daughter-mom fight, okay, yeah. in that culture. Mom and daughter, when they get in, oh, boy. That's when you just quietly back out the room. <laughs> when mama, take when, you, take when your grandma and your butt. wife is going at it, that's when just back out the room, Sean. Right. Exit widow. Just back, just back <laughs> widow. That's right. Back out the room. Go get some cheeses for Loki. <laughs> white people follow me. <laughs> white people follow me. We're going to get some max this salad isn't and avoid end well. <laughs> we need to give these people some space. Like the whole freaking block. Let's get out of here now. Come on. All gringos this way. <laughs> Bring the cheeseheads for the cats. Follow me. All right. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, James and Don, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.